peace everybody this is a new episode of sex talk with rebel i am gonna try to not mess up my lighting and send her requests where is she We are back with more sex talk. I did not put a title. Maybe I can, if it's not too late. I'll just put it here in the caption. Peace and love everyone. We're back with more sex talk. I know it's been a while, but we're here waiting for Rebel to hop on and tell us a little bit about herself thank you all for joining thank you all for tuning in this is going to be an hour long talk of all things sensual and sexual especially when it comes to rebel i'll of course add some of my insight in as well this i think is episode 10 of sex talk so if you have not heard of sex talk before if you have not watched the videos or listened to the podcast please do you can find sex talk on my ig live you can also find sex talk on my youtube channel where you can listen hands-free i guess you can watch hands-free without needing to be on instagram and if you want to listen hands-free you can listen to it on every place that podcast plays whether you have apple Podcasts, whether you have spotify you can listen to sex talk welcome i see friends coming through what's up lucky peace just waiting for rebel let me see where she is So we can get started. So yes, I started this series because I actually had an event that um, displayed, good thanks Larry, that displayed my film, which is on my sexuality. What's up Disco Neil? And my film, you can actually find it on my website, which the link is in my bio, but I was hosting a film screening and I had a special guest come speak about her sensual and sexual experiences. And I thought, what's the best way to promote this? Let me do something called Sex Talk, maybe to get this thing started. So I started it and a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people thought that it kind of gained community around sex and sensuality. A lot of people weren't really speaking about it in general, or if people were speaking about it, they were speaking about it in other ways, maybe more explicit ways, maybe less ways that had to deal with um, the sensual aspects of sex or maybe more education around sex in general. So I had a few people tell me, you know, to keep it going. And I love talking about this stuff. So I was like, why not keep it going? So I decided to keep it going. And here we are on like episode 10. Um, the next sex talk is going to be with Marley M. Jane, if you know who that is, an amazing creative from Miami. She also has CMOS. Well, she's not from Miami. She's from New York. Let's be clear. But she lives in Miami. She's based in Miami. She's another Pisces like me. And she's super dope. She does a lot of different things. Um, and she also makes CMOS. So definitely check in with her. Buy some of her CMOS all alkaline period and then um our third guest is going to be walshy fire academy award-winning walshy fire and that's going to be fi 
305555. Who next? Another 305 native, actually from the 305, and a Yachty. He's Jamaican. So we're going to have some fun. It's going to be another male perspective, which is going to be dope because I've had maybe about two or three males speak on their sexual experiences and their sensuality. And I just love hearing men's perspective on it because I'm so prone to speaking to women about this stuff all the time. So let me see what is happening because I don't see her on here. I'm trying to figure out where she is. Okay, she just hopped on. Um, waiting for her to get. I have to. <laughs> oh, there you hey. are. I was like, where did she go? It doesn't say her name anymore. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'll, I'll face the light. How's that? I'm going to put it over there. It's pretty good. I can see everything. Oh, snap. Okay, y'all. Y'all just took all the light up off me. All right. <laughs> is it going to be a place where you um can like hear well and it's not going to be too distracting and stuff? broke, which is why it was propped up against. Hey, this is good. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. oh, all right. We're gonna hook you up with more though. I see it right up. here. Where's the where's the flash? Does she need us to be quiet for this? Oh, or do, yeah, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> all right. You all set? I'm ready. Period. <laughs> well, I would like you to introduce yourself. I said something a little brief about you, but let the people know who you are, what your name mm -hmm. is, where you're from. And uh, yeah, just a little little brief intro before we get into questions. Okay, well, my name is Vashti Rebel Shakur, and I am a uh, part of a rap duo, half of a rap duo with my sister named Highness. And I am uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Milltown, and I currently <laughs> live in Atlanta, the ATL. Period. Period. Her uh, rap duo is amazing. She's hella skilled, crazy with the pen. The lyrics be, be crazy. It just, it just be crazy. Um, I met Rebel by going to um, by going camping, and um, once I went camping, I saw her. Um, she was performing. I thought that she was super dope. We befriended each other and then got close this year. So mm -hmm. I'm very pleased and also very honored to have a blossoming relationship and a blossoming friendship. And uh, we just had so many different conversations. I just yeah. felt like she would be a dope person to have this conversation with. And I think it's really interesting when I ask people if they want to be a part of this because everyone's always just like, but I'm not the sex god. And I'm like, it's it's not even, <laughs> it's not even about it. Like, right. um, I just really love the fact that you can hold a conversation and have insight to sexuality, whatever that is. If you are asexual, you could be on the show. If you have not had sex in 25 years, you can be on the show. I think that talking about certain aspects of sex for you is what it's about it's not about right. what type of sex i'm expecting you to have you know or to yes. be a person so i really wanted to bring you on and have these conversations with you and, and thinking about the universe 
Mm -hmm. I'm literally, I'm at my friend's house who was actually, um, her and her husband was on a show called Good Sex. Good Sex. Called, on a show I called Good that. Sex. Yes, and I was telling you about it. I, I joined you in that Okay, group. you told me about but that. But it's just <laughs> funny like, that, like, that really. I just so happened to be at their house while we're having this sex talk. Wow. Sexy. Amazing. It's <laughs> sexy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> Full circle. Right. <laughs> so, let's begin. And my first what? question for you is, what is your relationship to sex? However you take that, whatever you think that means, whatever answer comes first and foremost to you, what is your relationship to sex? What is my relation? My relationship with sex, I, uh, it's a power dynamic. Yeah. How would you explain that? So um, there was a time in my life where I thought, you know, this the guy has to love me he has to be obsessed with me if he's gonna get this cookie okay like he needs to be praising me i need to be a goddess in his eyes like, <laughs> and i used to think like you know i i have to be in love to have sex but the older i got i started realizing that I didn't necessarily have to be in love. I just needed to believe that they were in love with me and that they were obsessed with me. And that, that's when I realized that sex to me was more of like a, it was like a power dynamic. I felt like if I had sex with you, I lost somehow. I lost in some kind of game. Mm -hmm. right yeah like i'm the loser so for me to not be the loser you have to be like praising me and like <laughs> worshiping me for me to feel like okay i can give you the sex and i still won somehow it's mm. so, like really weird but i realized that the older i got like is sex just a power type of thing to me and i feel like i'm losing power by giving it hmm mm. Has that changed since you first initially thought this way or is it still intact, you think? I think it's because it's, it's a realization that I made recently, like maybe a month, two ago, whatever, probably one of our talks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm like, it, it's something that I just realized. And so it's one of those things where I'm not even sure how to unlearn it. Yeah, unlearn it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I've made just me realizing that that's a thing, you know, makes me feel more uh, comfortable just with myself and with like sex in general. Just knowing that, okay, in my head, you know, I'm looking at sex in this kind of way and I probably shouldn't. I think to piggyback off of some things that we talked about, I think you were mentioning like exploring sex for yourself and finding mm -hmm. ways that you find sex very pleasurable by kind of like dismantling that idea. Like, I think you were talking about how it was hard for you to kind of like share sex with people and engage with like exploration because you're at war with this and you would do more about finding more about your body if you didn't think it was like a battlefield as right. opposed to like an experience. Yeah, no, that's that's very, very true. Like, I, I feel like for a long time, I mean, I'm 34 now. 
<laughs> Period. <laughs> feels weird to say. Yeah, like I'm 34 now, and I feel like I I I'm I still don't even know myself hmm. sexually because I yeah I, I feel like I've always deprived myself of really exploring and stuff like that because of like fear of judgment and things like that. That's that's why I always felt like oh you know if I'm in a the only time I the only times in my life where I have been able to kind of loosen up a little bit, it was because of just like years of me knowing that person, being with that person. And so I'm convinced that I have the upper hand again in some kind of way. And so I'm able to loosen up a little bit, but you know, that's what I, I realized watching the show that my friends on, like just the whole, it, even the talk that I had with you, how deep sex shame can go and how it mm -hmm. can manifest in so many different kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, yeah. But I've been wanting to tell you this news and Erica's here, so I'm telling you too. <laughs> but I masturbated and I came with the vibrator. Which oh, wow. Yeah, I've never been able to do that. Wow. What do you <laughs> think? This bump. Sounded. What do you think it was that allowed you to get to that point? If you say you never was able to do that, what was different? Hmm? No, could not come with a vibrator. I don't know why you're whispering. Oh. <laughs> like you couldn't come with. Why should it's a sex talk? I know this woman. I already told her about the show. You know, so make oh sure y'all tune God. in. Good sex. Good sex. Yes, yeah. she was dealing with the same thing, like with sex shame, um, yes. basically, but um, but just on a way more extreme level. But. Um, wait, 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 go back. What 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 would you just say? You what, just said. what was different? Why were you never able to do that? Oh yeah. What was different this fun? time? I actually think watching the show uh Good Sex is honestly what helped me because one of the couples on there was talking about um their situation with their, their husband or boyfriend was just constantly, constantly wanting to have sex with her, wanting to have sex with her. And was just all over her all the time. And um, to the point where they're thinking in their relationship dynamic that she just doesn't like sex as much as him. When actually what they ended up finding out was that wasn't it at all. What it was is that she was actually more turned on by distance and anticipation. And I was like, wait, is that? For me, like me, because I've always been the type I don't like being touched too quickly. I don't like being touched too soon. I don't like like I'm real slow moving anyway. And so um, I think every time I tried, I thought like, yeah, vibrator to click, and then it's stuff supposed to happen. But just realizing that you're different, you're not like everyone else. And I realized that the vibrator touching me like that is way too much. It's too intense. It's just too much for me. So with realizing that way, I need distance. I need anticipation. So just hearing the vibration and knowing it's near me was turning me on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh, so this whole time I've been like not doing this right. <laughs> I just thought you were supposed to like put it on there. 
But yeah, you got to learn your 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 yourself. Like you're different than anyone else. You're gonna want to be touched or not touched or whatever. You're gonna want things differently, different pressure, all that kind of stuff. So I'm learning. That's amazing. I'm learning. I was really excited. And you know, I for a long time I, I felt like, no, I need a man. Like I need, I need to smell him and like see his face and touch you know like i always felt like i just needed someone there like i could never get off on with just a vibrator but it was so funny because like afterwards i promise y'all i didn't even want to be touched <laughs> <laughs> fully satisfied like, lord all right mm -hmm. nap time <laughs> that's amazing oh i want to read some um comments that king says so sex should never be shame that should be the one of the few places where we feel free and be able to express ourselves and really the finds have to explore definitely have to explore your body and figure out what you like and don't like for sure mm -hmm. i think that that's amazing i love that you were able to articulate that and also express that because i feel like so many people have the idea of how to use a toy and i think that mm -hmm. i I still haven't even opened my mind to how to use a vibrator differently than what you just said right now. So thank you for giving me that nugget. <laughs> but I think that using toys differently is something that I always, it's something that I know to do, especially yeah. because when I was learning, um, I'm currently, it's take at your own pace and, you know, I'm tapping in and tapping out, but I'm currently taking a class, a BDSM dominatrix course by Mistress Marley, who's based in New York. And I've been taking her course now for like a year. I'm subscribed to her Patreon, which is how I take it. And mm -hmm. one of the, um, one of the, uh, what do you call it? One of the links that she gives you is a BDSM A through Z glossary dictionary. And it's amazing because you literally get to see every single word virtually that is in the lifestyle and it's so nice to know because when you are on those sites or when you hear people who are super well versed and they're a sub and they want to pay you like they are going to yeah. use those terminology they're going to use those acronyms and you have to know what it means one yeah. of the words which i forget what it is but i have it in my glossary if i want to look it up it is basically the word that describes using different things in your disposal as a sex toy. So instead of having to buy rope, you wear belts and you right. can take that belt and you can put that belt on the time frame. You know, instead of you using a blindfold, you get a sock. Okay. And the socks are going to do what the socks are going to do. Get a black sock. It's going to do what needs to be done. So I think understanding that there is a term for this in BDSM and kink and then using certain things or like thinking outside the box when I now when sometimes when I like fantasize about certain scenes that I would want to happen I don't even yeah. think about having a specific toy all the time sometimes I'm just yeah. like yo if I got that sock <laughs> we could still do this like what's up <laughs> um right and so I think oh, that is so important it. to to think about that, you know, to think about what yeah. you can use in a different way and what you can use unconventionally in order to get the same arousal and the same sex goal across. Right. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Oh, okay. Some comments. Said, oh, can you repeat the name of the person's class you're taking? Oh, yes. Let me type it. Um, 
also when i do post this because i post all my sex talks i will put her in the caption but you should be able to find her um by her name mistress marley uh she had to change her name up a little bit on instagram because she was deactivated but if you search mistress marley you should be able to find her now because she does have a new account and um she is a dominatrix in new york even if you can't find her on instagram if you search mistress marley nyc she will pop up because she's very popular she's very famous okay so that sounds really good okay oh yeah and it was a rose too by the way y'all <laughs> oh <There> was, <laughs> the, was right. the, the sound of the succulation was real because the succulation right. was only in the mind Yes, yes. I mean, it eased over with time. <laughs> oh, as time went on, it was not only in the mind. Right? It, it was manifestation at its finest. Period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She said that rose is dangerous. I know it. I know. I always see it and hear oh, it. Don't have one. Maybe one day. Um... <laughs> So my second question for you is what is your experience with sensuality? And I guess the first thing I would ask is if you, I guess the first, let's just ask that question. What is your experience with sensuality? What is my experience with, with sensuality? Yes. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by my experience with it. Like, however uh, you think it means or whatever. Or if it's a hard question to to answer, what, how would you think? Like, so what's, what's my experience with like, how would you define sensuality? Let's put it, let's, let's answer that question first. Cause I mean, the, the reason why my, like my brain is doing weird spaghetti noodleness right now, because I'm thinking about, the word intimacy and the fact that that I, I I think is a relationship flaw that I might have. Interesting. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to my intimacy level, I'm like very different depending on like the person I realize, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is kind of fake, but <laughs> <laughs> I am not but a real like- I must say. <laughs> It's a little bit fake, you know. I keep it ninety <laughs> percent. So okay, so what what is the intimacy with certain people? How would you describe it? What yeah, is so, the what's the what's the like, what's I had a the I had an ex factors? that literally I had an ex that literally used to complain like and, and be like, I feel like we're siblings. Like you're just so cool and platonic acting in like public and like you're not really that affectionate and you're not that intimate and like only when we're alone and and you know you in that mode you know then you're that but like just naturally you're not just naturally that way um and but then i i talked to a person that was not that way with me at all like completely not intimate not uh, affectionate and i was very affectionate and very intimate with them probably because i just wasn't i wasn't getting it from them or something so i was giving a lot of it because i wasn't receiving it but yeah when it comes to 
my relationships, I tend to not be that intimate and not that um, touchy-feely until I'm behind closed doors and kind of in that mode. Vanilla candles are lit, you know. Mm -hmm. But in casual Love. settings, I'm just not like that. I'm like, don't okay. But like, aside from affection, because I know that you're mentioning like affection and like, kind of like the display of um, of romance, which I do consider to to have elements of sensuality, but I wouldn't say that those are like the displays of sensuality. And if you are saying that you are less of a PDA person, because some people are, doesn't mean that you're less affectionate because you don't want to be affectionate in the streets. Um, yeah. I would say, I mean, I guess you're less affectionate if like you can show affection everywhere and you're showing affection here in, the, in a certain way, yes. But I wouldn't say yeah. that you are absent of affection just because you decide to show it in certain places. But I will say, yeah. If you're thinking that you are more sensual or more affectionate in privacy, what does that look like without connecting it to sex? Oh, without connecting it to sex. Um, honestly, I mean, this probably sounds dumb, but like uh, a big reason why I love guys with locks is because like I, I feel intimacy with retwisting my guys' locks. I don't know, like. I don't know. It's, it's it feels romantic to me for some reason, but you know, um, just oiling their scalp and caring for their hair, like I love that. I love that. I love um, also just um, laying on top, <laughs> not in a sexual way, but just yeah, like yeah. laying on top of my like yeah, the, laying on someone's body, filling his head like his chest is. <laughs> You know, I love that. And probably, too, with doing hair, you know, they always sit in between your legs. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But because um, I, I love to do that, just retwist and watch a, a binge watch a Netflix show. Mm -hmm. Heaven. <laughs> Heaven. Us women, yes. What else? I feel like there's more, too. Like, cooking together, to me, is very intimate. Mm. It's very intimate to me. Um and it's it's very sexy to me for some reason, like just knowing I'm gonna eat good and it's <laughs> and like you know, like it's a lot of like flirtation that happens just in, when you in the kitchen together and you're cooking mm -hmm. together. I don't know, a lot of playful banter. I'm very playful too, so I think, um, you know, slapping you on the butt because I know you don't like being slapped on the butt or like. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of like goofy, playful type of banter is is a form of intimacy for me. Which is why I think some, you know, some guys didn't like that. And they would be like, I feel like I'm your brother or like your best friend. And I'm like, but I'm sucking your dick. <laughs> <laughs> you stand corrected, my dear sir. <laughs> I don't be doing that to, you know, my friends and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm, I love that. I think that um yeah, that is such a have you ever like expressed that? Like verbatim like these are my signs of right? So I'm like the way that you're describing it, I'm learning so much about the way that you interact intimately with the partner, which intimacy can look so different in so many different ways. I was talking mm -hmm. to um Mark Neely, who I also have a sex talk with, I think he's either episode four or five, and he was saying that 
him reading with a partner is super intimate with him and him being at mm. um, his first child's mother's birth was very intimate with him. And mm. so it was just, those are very particular situations mm. that probably right. wouldn't really apply to somebody else, but because mm. for him, it made him feel closer to the person, more open to the person, mm. more vulnerable to the person in order to be more comfortable so that other things can happen, including right. sex that allowed for him to feel that sensuality in that way and be more intimate. And I that think that um, that's beautiful. I think that that's beautiful that A, you're able to recognize and you're able to describe it. That means that those things are not foreign to you. That means that you are very in tune with how you feel and why you feel the way that you do. And I think that that's amazing that you have the language to tell somebody else that, especially when someone's trying to get to yeah. know you and they ask you like, what well maybe don't you don't even ask you but you can say hey by the way these are the ways in which i show these things because especially if you say that you've had people say you i feel like you're a bro then you could be like well nigga, <laughs> my way of feeling intimate is if i'm growing your ass up like it's a yeah. way for you to be like well yeah. this is ha literally how i show my affection so yeah if, if yeah. this is an unforeign language to you then if this is a foreign language to you, then it might be something that's going to be hard for us to communicate with, or it's right. it's probably going to be something that makes you feel less seen in in, right. in sexuality with me. So that's a really good thing to kind of like be mindful of. That is true. That's something I should mention on my dates. <laughs> you know, yeah. like hey, I'm I'm being playful because I like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I did see uh, some people uh, caption. I want to get back to um, Amina. I don't know if she's still on, but she says, what can you say to someone who has never used toys? What could I say to someone who's never used it? Mm -hmm. um, don't have expectations that you're trying to reach with it would be my advice because I feel like that's where I went wrong. I'm like trying to make something happen instead of just... I use the rose. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it was my first time using the rose, but I tried to use the rose in the past and it didn't do anything. Yeah. So it, it was because I was being too direct with it. So, yeah. But um, yeah, like, I, and that, that was part of, like I was saying before, my expectations because everyone was like, the rose, the rose is suction and it, you going to orgasm, I promise you. And, Huh? I like clit sucking, but I didn't know if I liked clit sucking toys. I didn't think I did at first because I was using it so directly, having this expectation in my mind, having this like belief of how it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to feel. And because I had that expectation, I would give up. Mm. too soon a lot of times or not try different things because I'm just expecting so the advice I would give would be really not to have expectations and just kind of like experiment with yourself you know as far as like hmm what do you like about it um because you might want the rose on your nipple instead of down there and it may be way more effective on your nipple than your clit like you don't you never know so i just wouldn't have any type of expectations and just play around have fun mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think that's great um 
King was saying some more things about like sensuality and affection, just trying to break down the question to you earlier. And it was talking about a private intimacy um, versus mm -hmm. like a person, which, you know, we established that you definitely are. Um, I think that's a great um, advice. I honestly didn't know what to say, but now that you said that, I'm like, hmm, that's important. I would say also to um, find things, I guess, in connection to your advice, I would say find things that don't necessarily have to do with genitalia. Like sex toys are all different types of toys. Sex toys are hand, sex toys are gags, sex toys are nipple clamps. Sex toys are all these different things that don't have to touch your vagina or penis. So, or your, right. like, it doesn't have to do those things in order for it to be considered a sex toy. So also expand your mind to see what other bodily stimulation you might want in order to feel like, okay, well, I can actually buy a nipple clamp because my nipples are not that sensitive. So I can put a lot of pressure on them or they're super, super sensitive. So this is probably going to keep me really, really aroused. But something yeah. that doesn't necessarily have to like touch your genitalia, I would say, yeah. like explore a little bit more about that. I think that's really good advice because yeah, that was, that was me. That was me. I was like, no, I don't. I, not until I was like there. Once I was like there at that point of like begging and weak, and then I could. But I couldn't before then at all. Or it would throw me all the way off. And sometimes I would think I would be ready. But that's the thing. Like, who knew? Like, you think that you already know what you want and what you like. And, like, you're convinced in your mind. Like, I know. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. But you really don't. You really don't. And I used to be that way about food. Like, I know I don't like that. No, I tried it and I'm like, wow, actually, it's good. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to like it. So, yeah, you just never know. You just never know. Because, I mean, there will be times where I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm getting close. And, and I would bring it closer and then I would get overwhelmed and I would be like, uh, no. And then I would do it again. No. Uh, no, and then eventually, it worked. It, it, it did what it, it did what it should do. <laughs> but I really had to let go of any like expectations for it to do so, mm -hmm. and just like enjoy it, have fun with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's so important. Um, yeah. So my next question is: Do you integrate sensuality or sexuality into your work? Into my work, like into what I do, into my art. Um, it's so funny because I do, in a sense of when I am, when I'm doing more singy type of things, or um, like poetry, I would tend to do that more. But most of like rapping, which is what I mostly do. It's so weird because I never talk about sex or anything um, when it comes to like rapping. Mm -hmm. But there has R&B songs that I've made and stuff like that. So I definitely, I love singing when I'm feeling sad or sexy. It's hmm. weird. <laughs> when, there's been a time where I've been like sad though and it made me horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what am I going through right now? Probably it was a menstrual day or something. Like, my body is confused, honey. I'm sad. 
40. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Do yeah. you... So, um, let's answer this question. Someone asked, where did your mindset of the power dynamic and being in competition come from? Going back Ooh. from... That's a good question. Um, my therapist in the comments, do you have a notepad ready? No. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it actually, that power dynamic thing, I think it came from me being a tomboy my whole life. Uh, I was never viewed as the girl that guys liked when I was younger. I was the guy playing basketball and football. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's sis. You know, that's sis right there. So... Um, I think be, being in that atmosphere with a bunch of young, immature, you know, because I'm really young at this time. So a lot of the guys are like super young. They're like lying and saying that they smash women that they never smash. It's during this era of life. OK, so during that era of life, being around a whole bunch of really immature men and those being my like best friends, like that's all I was around. And the way I would notice like how they would talk to women versus how we would all be talking was so completely different. It set up a, a distrust in a sense. And it, it set up this dynamic where I never wanted to be the girl that they were talking about. Like, you know, I guess being in the locker room talk and being a girl that's part of the locker room talk did something to me where I just felt like, dang, you know, like he he talked so sweetly to her by her locker, but he's over here talking about, yeah, I hit that. Da, da, da. You could probably hit it too. And, da, da, da. and it's so funny. And like fucking this girl is like just uh, this guy banter. Like, you know, she doesn't matter. Her body don't matter. None of that matters. It's just like something for us to laugh, joke about, bet and see who can get it first and all this. And I just never wanted to be that girl. Like, I always felt like I would be laughing and joking with the rest of the guys. But in the back of my head, I would be like, never. That's never going <laughs> to be that girl that they're talking about in the locker room. I'm never going to be. So it created that power dynamic when I got older. It's like, no, I'm not going to let you in. You know, no, you know, I didn't, yeah. So, yeah, that's I, that's definitely, I would say, what created that. No, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember even when I was younger, when I, I lost my virginity, technically, it was with head because I felt above, you know, I felt like I had the power, you know, probably because I was watching too much wrestling but i was like suck it you know like, <laughs> I, I felt like, i felt like i felt like i had the power like you know i'm not gonna have sex with you but yeah you can give me head because i'm like you're doing that to me you're bowing down to me mm -hmm. you know that's how i felt so yeah a lot that definitely came from that definitely came from being a part of locker room male banter at a very young age mm -hmm. yeah too much misogynistic stuff going on <laughs> in my present that put me on guard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, love is the highest frequency says the fact that you can identify that shows how much introspective work that you've done. And I hope you recognize the beauty in this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of conversations like these, honestly, that make you realize certain things. You know, having open-minded friends and being able to talk and have car confessions <laughs> and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, some people are the types, you know, they need to just meditate and they can get real deep and introspective. I'm very, very extroverted. So a lot of times I learn myself through other people all the time. So, yeah, I thank all the people around me for any type of introspection introspective ideals that I have Period. I think around me for sure and yeah. your choice in those people around you because yeah. you are the one who creates whoever it is that builds the community and mm -hmm. I know that I always talk about how amazing I am at <laughs> you know getting friends but I feel <laughs> that like, you're the same way like most of your friends including your family but a lot of your friends are your chosen family and as close to you as family is and I feel like that dynamic that you have where you're able to have these conversations that you can have with your sister is the reason why you're able to look as deeply as you can because you are you have the utmost trust with the people around you because you trust yourself because i think yeah. that people who have i always say this, this is like a side note but a lot of people are just like oh you know like i got trust issues i got trust issues i'm like you got trust issues you don't trust yourself and I realized that a long time ago. If you got trust issues, you don't trust yourself. Because if you trusted yourself, you would trust that you would make the right decisions. Therefore, you won't have any issues with who you're trusting because you are trust you have enough discernment in order to give time and energy into someone else and trust them because you trust you. But if you don't trust them, well, you don't trust you. You have trust issues. You don't trust yourself either. I truly believe that. I discovered that a couple years ago. I've been saying it ever since. I think that if you don't trust yourself, you're going to have trust issues because I don't have trust issues. I had a terrible relationship last year and I still don't have trust issues. Why? Because that was a fluke. That was something that doesn't happen. That was something that was outside of some of the worst places that I've never been in my life. Why would I trust that that is my reality to make those decisions? No, no, that was a mistake. And I trust myself that I ain't never making that mistake again. Like, I don't have an issue with relationships to worry about who I'm trusting. No, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good over here, okay? Over here, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't got those problems. That is so true. You know what? It is trusting yourself because a lot of times, you know, people are like, you know, I just don't trust him. I just don't trust him. And then they may do something that proves, right? Like proves that they can't trust them, right? And then they go back and, and it's the same kind of cycle. And it's mm -hmm. like, it, it is because you're not trusting yourself because you didn't trust yourself the first time. And, and you, the universe proved it to you. And now you're back in this situation because you're still not just trusting yourself to just leave mm -hmm. and that's, that's like so deep because i always say one thing i've never ever ever dealt with in any of my relationships is cheating and mm -hmm. i've had so many women be like how because every guy you know every guy does and it's like how how have you never dealt with that and i'm like it's because like it's like one i don't worry about it i don't care 
and it's like one yeah that's really deep because i really do trust myself in my like not trust myself because you could still go and cheat you could still do that but i trust myself knowing if you did you would be the past at that point i know that like i know a lot of women they don't really know that so it's like man if i do catch him or something that i don't really what know if I i'm do? gonna but i know I am. So it's like, I'm, I trust myself in a sense. It's like, yeah, as soon as I see some, hear some, whatever, well, I'm on the next. I'm actually on a date, actually. I'm having a date <laughs> some other so, and I've always been that way. Like, I remember my ex, Matt, was saying that he used to always be like, I just feel like I know if I did something, I just know you will you ain't even gonna think second about it like i just know it and it's like yeah when it comes to other things because everybody has their own boundaries she yeah. might not be someone yeah strong boundary right like you know some people can't deal with a person that's lazy whereas i will have a lot of patience for mm. someone that's thinking that i can like help them or whatever mm -hmm. but so everyone has their different boundaries but like when it comes to that like i i feel like i can't like you said with my friends, I trust them. I trust mm -hmm. me. So if it's for a second that I feel like I can't trust you the way I trust myself, I'm like, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, like, we're cool. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah, I think <laughs> that I kind of had the same uh, experiences, except for uh, one of my partners a couple years ago, only because... I was not trusting myself when it came to him. Not even that I wasn't trusting myself. I was really slacking on my boundaries because I trust myself and I always have great relationships. But um, I was really slacking on my boundaries. And because I was slacking on my boundaries, it got to the point where he cheated. But I had never had that happen before. Mm. had never had that happen after him. Like, I don't have those things happen. And I feel like it's for the same reason. And it's like a lot of people they have a lot of patience and they give themselves patience with things that i consider to be non-negotiables and that's what it is cheating for you is a non-negotiable you i don't care right. if it smells like cheating if it looked like if you breathe if it whatever it is if it's a cheat yeah. okay now you gotta go like you ain't gonna get the whole word out like there's a certain things that are non-negotiables for you. And I that's feel true. like that's very, very true for me. Cheating is a non-negotiable. It's weird to say cheating right, non-negotiable. Lying, non-negotiable. Having sex with other people might not be a non-negotiable for mm -hmm. me, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if, if, lying, they don't, if they don't couple... If they don't couple... It's a non-negotiable right. if you know, we talk about it. I might be I was dead. just about to say that. If I you don't couple the sex with the cheating and the lying, then mm. you are just coupling sex with communication. You're coupling sex with openness. You're coupling sex with understanding. So why would it be a non-negotiable for you if all these things are being hit to your standard? I feel yeah. like for me, right. it's one of those things that is very true for me too because I consider myself a poly person and I do, I am comfortable with two partners, you know, at one time. And that openness that communication and having all of my needs met because i have two different partners who can meet all those needs is amazing but <laughs> not no lying not no cheating not no stealing right. not no whatever it is not 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 anything that's not a healthy dynamic in a relationship right. like it's right. not it's going to be a no for me in a relationship friendship and that's the thing like if Period. my relationship can't mirror my friendships in some kind of way i can't mm -hmm. do it I need to because be like with my a friend. friend. I, 
completely trust them. I completely, you know, it's just it's everything but intimacy. So I, I need everything I have with my friends with added hot and steamy sex, period. Like everything <laughs> needs to be this. I need you to be Genesis, but a man buff. <laughs> Genesis, but a man and provide for me great sex. Go. Go, right. Let's make that happen. <laughs> But they were having a, uh, it was this big debate um, online about that, about uh, this guy was basically saying that uh, being friends first is like a waste of time. And it was like women there who were agreeing as well. And they were just like, the way that I am with my friends versus the way that I am with my man is is completely separate. So if you're trying to be friends first with the guy, you can blur certain lines to where when you want more and you now your expectations are higher for a real relationship. Now he's not meeting that because of the friendship y'all had before. But I I wasn't really feeling none of that. Like I'm can... like at the end of the day. I always put my relationships, every guy I've ever talked to, except my last one. And I, I really don't like the way I did this. I, I should have put him in the friend zone like I did everybody else. But, yeah, I really feel like I never have that issue where it's like we're in the friend zone or we're friends. And then we decide, oh, we want to be more than friends. And now he's not he's still treating me as a friend. Like, I've, I, I didn't understand the what The thing about it is, she is taking the idea of friendship to mean low standard, and that's her issue. Whoever this girl is talking, it sounds yeah. like she doesn't, she doesn't either accept or require things from her friends. That's what it sounds like, because why on earth would you, being a friend with somebody, all of a sudden, you need all these things that you didn't need before? Well, what do you... What were you not needing before? Like that doesn't That's a great me, point. I, to yeah. me, that is why it doesn't match. Because yeah. my my king friends my ride or dies. I mean, my friends have done everything for me. My friends bring me flowers when I have events. My friends have taken me to trips outside the country, all expense paid. My friends let me stay in places with no rent free. My friends like check in on me no matter what. My friends see see how I'm doing. My friends let me live with them when I'm going through a hard time. My friends give me everything. If you are not my friend, we cannot be together. Period. Period. Like, Period. So I, whoever yes. that woman is doesn't really have great friends. Maybe she has a low standard and for you know her what? friends. A lot, that's a not lot me. People don't. That's not me. People I don't think have good friends. And I feel oh, like that's that's why they look at me so crazy when I'm like, no, like, I want a friendship first. Yeah, they, they don't let, she was saying they don't let people in. They don't trust people for real. And that is what it is. Because they I don't trust themselves. It's all about insecurity. And the fact that you have not healed, own it. Yeah. 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 Because why is. would you not want your, the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life? Why would you not want them to be your friend? Like, I just don't get that. Why would and you? Also, I think that people who also think like that, have a warped idea of how they treat their friends versus how they treat their relationships, which always ends up having a problem too. Like I find a lot of people who probably think that way are the ones who completely ignore their friends because I'm with my man. Well, you know, I got this new thing going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like they, yeah. they have this, lack of that you again, this, this low level standard of what it means to be a friend, friend receiving yeah. and giving because they are the same type of people 
who treat the people who are supposed to be around them, giving to them and being their, a piece of their community like shit because they have a man. Like, right. they're the same yep. people who do that. Yep. You got a great point there. And I think you are absolutely right. Because I think mm. people like us are weird to people like them. Mm. You know, because it's just like, that's just your friend. And <laughs> so like, what? I don't understand. My friends are my family. Like you just said, like, yeah, you it, you you just don't have close friends. So you don't understand um, how important that is to have a close friend and be able to tell your um, significant other anything. Like, I hate the whole thing of like, I mean, you ain't supposed to tell your mate everything. I don't like that. My girl, I have my partners are my best friends, so I can't relate. I tell my my partner becomes you to me. You know what I'm saying? Like my partner, my partner becomes a person. I'm just like, I come home, I'm like, you ain't gonna believe what the fuck Sheila did at work today. Like that is my partner. Like that is how I develop my relationships and friendships. So yeah, to your point, like I don't I can't relate to that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Because I'm even gonna say like the uncomfortable stuff. I remember one time I saw this guy, he looked like out of a magazine or something. I wasn't even really attracted to him because he just seemed ethereal and out of this planet. You know what I'm saying? And I just had to tell my dude this. I mean, I, feel, I got a lot of backlash for this. Why would you tell your boyfriend about some fun? like, dude, this man was otherworldly. It was not human. <laughs> like, I had to tell him and I told him about it but that's the thing like you can't do that with everyone and that and that's the thing about having like a, when your guy is your best friend and he does know you to like you know I'm not trying to go and get this ethereal looking guy's number or anything <laughs> like that I'm just in awe and I want to share this with you <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. you know and he's done it to me for, oh my god look at this girl she's freaking gorgeous you know on Instagram or whatever and I, I would rather have that than it be like, oh, my God, this cute. Let me wait till my friend calls me so I can tell her about it. Cause, and let me whisper and go into the next kitchen when I tell her about it because I don't want no issues. I don't know. I'm not going to live my life walking on eggshells. I will just be alone and be somewhat of a whore before <laughs> I have to be tiptoeing around the person I'm with. I'm just, yes. no. Yes, I need a freedom in a relationship. And that doesn't I mean that relationships. So I think that sometimes when people hear that too, they feel like you mean, oh my God, so every time you see somebody fine, you're just going to tell somebody that you're going to tell your man that this person's fine. It's not to just bombard them with the fact that you find other things attractive. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the freedom to express that thought if we so feel the need to express it. We have right. a lot of thoughts we don't need to express. But if right. we want to express it and we feel like we are overwhelmed and we, we need to, to say this thing, we yeah. should feel comfortable enough that we say this thing to this person. And the fact right. that we have that openness and that freedom is the problem. Not because I'm telling my dude every single time I see an attractive guy <laughs> or I'm telling the woman that right. I'm every single time I see a beautiful girl down the street. Like, no, depending on your, your relationship with that person, they may or may not want to always hear that. But the fact that I can tell them maybe once right. a year, right. it's okay. And there's no fight, there's no moment. argument. Yeah. We are not in any dispute. There's no mm -hmm. problem. We don't, you know what I'm saying? There's no distrust. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it's about. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I need. Because I, I feel, I think from being friends with you, I realize that like mentally, I'm poly, just not physically. Because when it comes to relationships, I'm very tunnel vision. So that's why I always knew I could not really uphold multiple relationships. I'm extremely tunnel vision. When I'm single, oh, I'm extremely poly. <laughs> Just before I came to Milwaukee, I was on, I don't even know how many dates. Hopefully none of them are watching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, 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 date a lot. I date a lot. I go out a lot. I talk to a lot of people, flirt with a lot of people. But once someone, like, really catches my interest and I'm, like, into them and I'm thinking about them, honey, everyone else that I was talking to and talk, oh, he was cute. You bring him up tomorrow and I'm going to be like, who? You know the one you would say he was so cute. Yeah, yeah, he was straight, but Tony, that's who I'm, that's who, he has taken the attention from everyone else that I'm talking, you know, so that's when I realized, I'm like, I can, like, I, I have a friend who's Polly, and she literally, she had a husband, she had a wife, she loved them, she took care of them, and I remember just watching that dynamic and being like, girl, never me, because someone gonna feel left out messing around with me, I, I'm not, my attention on you. I'm not thinking about you. I don't even care about you. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. So I, but when I'm in a relationship, when it comes to like non-sex, I am very poly minded because I feel like you should be able to have as many friends as you want, go hang out, go be like, I, I don't want to be everything. Like, you know, like you're my everything. I don't want to be your, your everything. I don't want to be that. I just want to like, we, I love myself. You love yourself. We loving ourselves together. We're doing this together, but like not I'm consuming your life. You're consuming mine. Like I'm going to go hang out and smoke with a guy and that guy may have a crush on me, but I don't like him, you know, and we have cool music chemistry or, you know, whatever. We may have a relationship because of something, you know, whatever. And they may crush me. A lot of people crush on me, but who cares? You know what I mean? And so I feel like in that type of instance, I'm kind of poly minded because it's like, I don't care about the girl flirting with you or liking you or whatever. Like, go talk to her. Go, you know, go out. Go have fun. Go, you know, do what you want. But when it comes to sex, we'll talk about that. And we're exclusive with that. So somebody was telling me, they were like, you are Polly. I'm like, but I'm not. And they were like, but you, Honestly, you are. Honestly, I, I think that they were wrong. Um, and I think that I would even describe oh, what yeah, you're talking about as like something completely different because that the way that you're saying, okay, I would never do that is you basically saying bitch, I ain't poly. Like that's, that's right. literally what that is. So if you can't do yeah. that, then you're not poly just because right. you can be open when you're not committed is completely different. That's you being single. Okay. You're a great single person. You don't shout Thank out to you, you. Being single, but it's not the same thing as being poly. Um, that's so misogynistic like when two you think more about minutes. it. It's like, because I'm a woman. Oh, you're poly. You know what I'm saying? Like men freely date and they're never the, you're poly because you're like but no, but you're, you're just a woman like which oh, is cool, but that's all you're doing. Like that's yeah. it's not even that deep. We probably have right. like two more minutes. I just wanna say that just in case yes. when we start cutting down, I'm gonna be like yeah. and we could probably just do like, you know, uh round two or a part two. Yeah, but we'll um I do wanna mention something that Sharif said. He said that's why most relationships that don't start as friends in the with both parties completely ghosting from one another. Mm. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, because there's no foundation for that anyways. It's like you were two people who fell in lust and you thought you had fell to be different love. somehow. Yeah. And now and you're I think like, when when the looks are gone, when the dick is not 
reaching the stars anymore. Then what? Mm-hmm. At that point, what do you have? Like, you know, once there's no attraction there and there's mm-hmm. no sex there, what do you have at that point? Friendship. So yeah. people have superficial relationships and people also like, yes, you can grow out of a true relationship that you have with someone. So it's not to say that just because you started on friendship, you're never going to go to each other. You know, you can grow out of someone true, but there is something very particular about like you being friends with someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important. I think a lot of people wouldn't be, uh, there wouldn't be like as many breakups if people just took that time mm. to, to get to know someone. Because I think getting, when you take that time to get cool with someone as a friend, sometimes you can realize like, we're we not are not compatible. <laughs> yeah. On another yeah, like, above better friends. We should just... Mm-hmm. See how you do like what I see. I I think we should uh just stay Mm -hmm. here. You know, and then you know, the flip side of that is wow, like you're dope. I can see everything about you. I can see how you interact with people. You are consistent too. This is who you actually are. You ain't trying to fake it. You you know what I'm saying? Like, and that can also help you fall in love with someone um that does create that great relationship. Facts. No, that is facts. That is facts. So I hope everyone took that. Take it slow and, and build a friendship. Period. It's important. It is important. Mm-hmm. And the sex would be like so much better. Well, for me it is, especially with the whole power dynamic thing. The friendship eases that because it's like, oh, this is my best friend. I know the love is real. I can let loose. I can get freaky and I, I don't have to worry about anything because I know this is real. This is genuine. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. awesome. Well, I would say let the people know where they can find you. If you have anything coming up, if you have anything that you are promoting or shouting out. Okay. Weeks. And, well. Uh, We're going to wrap this up and do a part two because I feel like this deserves a part two. Yeah, I think this definitely deserves a part two. I definitely think so. Um, But uh, my name is, again, Vashti Rebel, Miss Rebel. And uh, I do have a music video that's going to be dropping very soon. So go over and follow me on Instagram at WeAreHighness. Follow me and my sister. Um, And click the link in the bio. Go to YouTube. Subscribe because we'll be dropping that video really, really, really soon for all the stoners. Pass the weed and please. uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, they mm-hmm. waiting on me to smoke right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Mariah. She said that is definitely where she is right now in terms of friendship and relationship merging mm-hmm. together, which is super yeah. dope. Um, so yes, thank you so much. This was amazing. We could talk for. Uh, we can talk forever. You know, <laughs> we, you know, we, can. we have talked for hours. So <laughs> we, we're definitely going to have to do this again. Part two. Um, maybe in about like two or three weeks. I do have a couple of sex talk people coming up, which I mentioned. So my next sex talk is going to be um, a New York native, but a Miami based um, creative. Her name is Marley M. Jane. She's also a Pisces. So 
is going to be with her. And then my second one coming up in two weeks is going to be with Walshy Fire Academy Award winning um, DJ and MC who is a part of Major Laser. So check Ooh, in. Major Laser. Sure. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine from the yard. Okay, he's Jamaican yes. from Miami, which is why we see here. Um, <laughs> and and I am looking forward to that because he is a straight man, a straight older man to to have. Oh, like, he's a straight man too. On you know that sexuality. Yes. Uh, I, so yeah. I love I love to like learn um, with the different genders and different ages and different ethnicities and all that kind of stuff. So that is very interesting. And without further ado, we will come to a close. Love y'all. Thanks y'all for tuning in. And you can find us on my page, on my YouTube and on my podcast by this weekend. So stay tuned. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Love you. See you soon. (laughs) Bye.